the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. This is your hour when Orlando Magic Senior Vice President Pat Williams sits down and speaks with authors who have written books on topics of interest and insight for listeners like you. And now, here's your host, Pat Williams. Folks, welcome once again to the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. We always look forward to our visits with you here on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN in Orlando, Florida. Alan Dempsey uh, does our engineering each weekend, does it well, as does Andrew Herdliska in producing these shows for us. And uh, Linda Evans Shepard is with us in the first segment. Uh, she's the president of Right to the Heart Ministry and leader of the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. Uh, we're going to talk about her new book called The Pray, Astounding Stories of Answered Prayer. Ravel is the publisher. Linda, great to talk to you. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. Well, tell me about what prompted you uh, to write this important book. Well, have you ever had someone that you kept thinking about and then you thought, maybe I should pray for them? Mm-hmm. And you shoot out a quick prayer, and then later you find out, oh, my goodness, they needed prayer right now. And God answered your quick little impromptu prayer. That's what this book is about. It's about knowing when God is calling you to pray and praying and the miraculous results, which will happen when you answer those divine calls to pray. Uh, the makeup of the book are lots of stories, so let's get started. It, it's broken into segments. There are ten segments, and uh, I want to cover them. The first one, uh, called to pray for protection. Uh, wh- what can you tell us here, uh, Linda? Well, you know, sometimes if you've if you've ever been in a situation where the Lord put somebody on your heart and you prayed, and then you found out they were in danger, and God answered your prayers. Uh, This particular chapter is filled full of stories like that. And I'm thinking about one story called Disarmed. And in this story, this happened in the 50s, there was a young mom, and she was overwhelmed. She'd gotten married, and immediately they started their family, and she had babies in arms and a husband who was working overtime trying to pay the bills. And she was left in the house alone a lot with those babies. And she just felt overwhelmed. And one night she had made a beautiful meal for her husband. And once again, he hadn't shown up and she got a late call saying he had grabbed dinner at the diner and not to wait up for her. She had put the babies into bed when she just felt the urge to go and look at their python gun tucked away in a shoebox in the closet. The next thing you know, she had it out 
on her kitchen table, and she is fingering the gun, and she is hearing like an evil voice whispering to her to pull the trigger. Mm. And just as she begins to point the gun at herself, she hears a voice, and the voice said, Sandy, don't. And so it turned out that she put the gun back. She looked all around. There was no one there. She put the gun away. The next morning, her own mother called her and said, Sandy, what in the world was going on with you last night? The Lord called me to get out of my bed and to get on my knees and to pray for you. And so I did. And that's when Sandy knew that God had called her own mother to pray for her. And that's why she heard those words of warning. Now, like I told you, that story happened in the 50s, and Sandy is now a great-grandmother. And she told me, she confided in me how foolish it would have been if she had taken her life that night because her life was filled full of so many joys, raising her children, her grandchildren, and now her great-grandchildren. But it's amazing how if God puts someone on your heart, like Sandy's mom felt the call to pray for Sandy, pray. Because there is a divine connection. When God calls you to pray, he wants to answer that prayer. Linda Evans Shepherd is our guest. We're talking about her book called The Pray. Let's get into the second topic, Linda, called to pray for rescue. Uh, Can you fill us in there? Yes. um, You know, sometimes we we just get into a little bit of trouble, and we need, how wonderful, if you are in danger, if you are in trouble, if you need rescue to know that someone is praying for you, and how wonderful it would be for you to be praying for someone else. And I'm thinking of uh, one story in the book, it's called Miracle at Crystal Beach, and this happened uh, this happened a few years ago during the uh, hurricane Ike hurricane and um, there was a family on Crystal Beach I don't know if, if you're familiar with Crystal Beach it's near Galveston Island and it's a beach community and all the houses are on stilts and so when I heard back in Colorado that this hurricane was heading that way. This was my old stomping grounds. I used to hang out there in the summertime a lot, and I was very concerned, and I began to pray for the people that were caught in that hurricane, as well as people all over the Gulf Coast and around the country were praying, much like I pray when I see something is headed toward Florida as well. And um, there was a family, and the family knew that they needed to get on the ferry, they were on. Uh, they they needed to get on that ferry, and they needed to get out of harm's way. But they decided that the hurricane wasn't going to make land, landfall until later the next day, and that they could stay one last night in their beach home. And so here they are. They are spending that one last night. But when they wake up, they discover that the hurricane has already come. It has come early. And they are now trapped. The surge is coming in from behind, from the outlet behind their house. The, uh, the surge is coming in from uh, on front. And underneath them, the waves are crashing. A helicopter has come. 
to uh, rescue them, but they cannot run into the crashing waves. And so the little eight-year-old daughter, she called out a prayer, and she said, Lord, just like you parted the Red Sea, would you please part the water so my family and I can escape? Just then, the waters parted. The family ran onto the beach, and the helicopter was able to rescue the entire family before the surge came back and began crashing in the very spot they had just stood. And God rescued them, and he rescued them on the wings of a prayer. Mm. Now we get to this topic, called to pray for needs. Yes, you know... This is even a prayer you could call out for yourself. I highly recommend it. If you're having a financial need, just understand that God is your provider. And that's what a young man named Todd discovered. And in the story, The Paint Job, Todd is a young college student, and he goes to a Christian, went to a Christian university. And one thing he noted is that uh, lack of funds was a common problem among the student population. And so he also noted that every time someone had a financial crisis, they had a big uh, bill or a tuition bill due, that they would pray. And on a Friday afternoon, when they would go to check their mail, there would be a check for the exact amount that they needed waiting for them in their mailbox. So Todd had a need. He had a huge financial crisis looming. He needed $400 to pay on his tuition bill, and he had no way to get that money. So he wasn't worried. He knew that he could take it to the Lord. So Todd prayed. And, well, he waited and checked his mail every day, and, well, the money just hadn't arrived. But here it is Friday afternoon. He runs across the school campus, runs to student housing, finds his mailbox, opens it. There is nothing in it. He can't believe it. God has let him down. He is now walking across campus, his head down, dejected, when the dean of women spotted him and called out, Todd, I've been looking for you. She said, Todd, I need someone to paint my living room. And she said, and the Lord brought your name to me. I can only pay you $400. Well, at first, Todd was upset, and he said silently to the Lord, you mean I have to work for the money? You're not going to just give it to me? And the Lord reminded him, you prayed that I would provide it, and I have provided it, even if the answer to that prayer came at the end of a paintbrush. Linda Evans Shepherds, our guest. We've got more after this on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. It's the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN in Orlando. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Gobble, gobble, gobble. There's a good chance I will behave like a turkey this Thanksgiving. Not you. You will become the light of somebody's holiday with a free Thanksgiving e-card from CrossCards.com. Be fun, be romantic, be expressive in a way you don't normally get to be, and above all, express the spirit of thanks in a way that really matters to someone who really matters to you. Free Thanksgiving e-cards from CrossCards.com. 
Join Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, as he opens God's Word every Sunday afternoon at 5.30 on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. If you missed the Sunday broadcast, you can listen and study along with Dr. Jordan 24-7 at WTLN.com by clicking on the podcast tab and then Riches of Grace. Riches of Grace, a service of Grace Impact Ministries at graceimpact.org. 5.30 Sunday on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Due to an upturn in the economy, Main Street Business Loans has pre-approved the release of millions of dollars in small business funding. Your business may already be pre-approved to receive up to $250,000. We've sent out millions of pre-approval letters. We see the economy growing, and our underwriters believe now is the time to invest in your business so you can grow faster and make more money. And we're prepared to give you up to $250,000 to do it. Your funds can be available in five days. There are no application fees, no annual fees, just quick access to up to $250,000. If your business did not receive your approval letter to get up to $250,000, call Main Street Business Loans Approval Desk now. 800-870-0459. 800-870-0459. 800-870-0459. 800-870-0459. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Linda Evans Shepard from her home in uh, Colorado is guiding us through her new book called To Pray, Astounding Stories of Answered Prayer. Uh, Here's a biggie coming up here, Linda. Called to Pray for Souls. Oh, you know... We need to be praying for the people in our lives. We need to be praying for the people in our family. And what if we prayed for the Lord to lead us and guide us to tell someone about Him? That's exactly what happened one very cold night in Chicago. And in fact, it was so cold that the little prayer evangelism team that met in the heart of this downtown church, almost decided not to go out that night. It was windy, it was snowing, it was below freezing, but yet they bundled up. Well, two of the team members, two young women, were surprised that it wasn't canceled, and they were surprised that they were out walking on such a cold, dark night, And they were just about ready to turn around, but they prayed. They said, Lord, if there's someone out here who needs to know about you, would you please guide us to them? And what do you know? They looked up, and under the streetlight, not far from where they were, stood a lone woman waiting for her bus. And she seemed to look up and stare at them right at that very same moment. And the next thing you know, they are walking toward her, and they are asking how she is, and they begin to tell her the good news. They begin to tell her that there was a God who loved her, and they begin to tell her that his son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for her sins so that she could be forgiven and so that she could wear the righteousness of God's son so that she could walk and talk with God, and have a relationship with Him. And in that moment, this woman prayed and asked Jesus to forgive her of her sins. And 
it was such an exciting, wonderful moment. And at the end, this woman under the bus, under the streetlight by the bus stop, asked these two young women, she said, how did you know that I would be here? And they said, what do you mean? And she said, well, when you came up to me, I was praying myself. I had bowed my head and I had said to the Lord, I don't think you love me. And if you do, would you please send someone to tell me? And then I looked up and there you were. Quite a story, isn't it? Let's go to Call to Pray for Breakthrough next. Ah, uh, yes. Well, if you've ever needed a breakthrough or you've ever known anyone who needed a breakthrough, let me encourage you to pray. Because, you know, sometimes when God puts it on our heart to call out to Him for breakthrough, we will get the most miraculous results. But one thing we know God can take our problems and turn them into miracles, even if He turns them into miracles that we didn't expect. And we need to really watch how God answers our prayers and not toss out the answers and really look into them for the miracles that are hiding there because they are there. And I'm going to tell you a story about a time I needed a miracle. Here I am on the front range of Colorado in the Boulder area, and I had been invited to speak on the other side of the mountain range. The Rocky Mountains spread for hundreds of miles through the state, and I had to get from the eastern side to the western slope. Well, no problem. I knew that there were supposed to be snow flurries the next morning, but I thought I can make it. I kind of wondered if I shouldn't stay out earlier, but, you know, my home was so warm and cozy. I just didn't want to go out on that cold evening. So that next spring morning, I wake up to a major blizzard. It took me two hours just to get to the destination of my journey through the mountains. And pretty soon there were flashing lights on I-70 that said that the Eisenhower Tunnel was closed. Well, you're not going to get far through the Colorado Rockies when the Eisenhower Tunnel is closed on I-70, as were all the other mountain passes. I pulled over and I began to uh, hang out in a, a convenience store gas station, and people were coming in and describing the scene about the tunnel. They said that there were 18 wheelers that had jackknifed and that it was probably going to take eight hours to clean up and that I wouldn't be going anywhere. Well, here I am. The clock is now ticking down. I need to be in Grand Junction by 7 o'clock when the program starts. It's now getting pretty late in the morning. And so I, I went and I sat in my car, and I finally just gave in to the Lord. I said, Lord, I felt that you had called me to speak in Grand Junction this weekend. And I said, I know I started late, but you are the God who moves mountains, and you are also the God that opens mountain passes. And if you would, would you please make a way in your perfect timing for me to get there? Suddenly I realized that my GPS showed that instead of a red light at the Eisenhower Tunnel, there was now a yellow light. That meant the tunnel was open. I hurried, hopped onto the freeway. Now I'm going five miles an hour. 
I make it to the tunnel, I make it through the tunnel, I make it over Vail Pass, another very treacherous way. They shut everything down behind me. The next thing you know, I am headed toward Grand Junction, and I begin to laugh because, remember, I had prayed in your perfect timing, which meant I would get there 15 minutes before it started. Sure enough, I got there. I just had time to hop out, say hello to everyone, freshen up, and they handed me the mic, and I was off and telling people about the joy of the Lord. And that is breakthrough. And if you need a breakthrough in your life, remember, God is the God of breakthroughs. And you can call on him in prayer. And you can call on him in prayer to pray for others who need breakthrough. Linda Evans Shepherd, she's our guest. And what a book she's written, Called to Pray, Astounding Stories of Answered Prayer. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Called to Pray for Guidance. That's another big one, Linda. I love this chapter because God is also a God who will lead us. Like, he says that he is a lamp unto our feet. And if you've ever been out walking on a dark night with a flashlight, you know how wonderful it is to have that flashlight beam right at your feet. And that's just the way that God will guide us. And I want to tell you a story. This story is really pretty unbelievable. But there was an email that came through to my friend Joyce Brown and had been sent to her by her friend Vicki about a young woman named Mary who had gone to India and was doing some kind of mission work. They didn't really know much about it, but she was in India doing some kind of mission work, and she was sick, and she was discouraged, and she needed people to pray for her. And so Joy prayed, and then she told her husband, Wayne, she said, Wayne, when you go on your medical mission trip uh, this week in India, please be on the lookout for this young woman. All I know is that her name is Mary. Well, my goodness, one Mary in the entire country of India. What are the chances that Wayne would run into her? But that's exactly what happened. Wayne had gone into a McDonald's in Calcutta when they uh, were approached by a young woman who had seen that uh, one of the men in the party had an Alabama T-shirt on and said, I'm from Alabama. Well, the next thing you know, they began to talk to her. They found out that she was um, a, a missionary. She'd been working with Mother Teresa and that she had been very sick, and it was her first day. She'd been feeling better, and her friend had brought her to the McDonald's to get an ice cream cone. The next thing you know, they're in deep conversation, and they invite her to join them for the week, which she did, and she got some training and some much-needed encouragement. And, in fact, that uh, that meeting actually changed the course of her ministry. Well, when Wayne finally reaches out to his wife back in the state, he tells her, we met this sweet young woman named Mary, and she said, is it Mary Summers? Yes! It was the very young woman that they had prayed for. Mm. Now we're called to pray for miraculous wonders. That's the next one, Linda. Yes, well, God is a God of miracles, and there is no reason why we can't pray for miracles. 
And uh, when we do, uh, well, there's going to be some unusual uh, circumstances that will probably happen. Some people call them coincidences, but we know that they are miracles. And there's a story I want to tell you. It's called the Valentine Day Surprise. And this is uh, such a coincidence or miraculous story. And there is a, uh, a school in Aurora, Colorado. It's a, a very tiny Christian school. And they have been running on a shoestring for a very long time. And one of the ways that they make money every year is by hosting their annual Valentine's Banquet. And so the principal of this very small school, she is preparing for the banquet. And so she runs to the grocery store to buy the needed supplies, but she's thinking that they're only going to have about 15 uh, parents attend. She's thinking that will be all that will come to their little banquet. And so she only buys enough food for 15 people. And so she has spaghetti, she has a few uh, frozen cheesecakes, she has salad. One of the teachers made salad dressing. They have a little bread, and they're ready for their banquet. And what do you know? Uh, that as soon as they finish serving one group of parents uh, and group of people, they leave, and another group of people would show up, and then she would panic. Carrie would panic, and she would run back to the kitchen, and she would pray over the food. And the other teachers who were in the kitchen cooking were like, what's wrong? And she was like, well, we just, we just need to pray. And she'd, she'd pray over the spaghetti. She'd pray over the salad. And then she'd go back, and she would serve the next group. And this continued all night long until at the end of the evening, they realized they had fed 115 people, and they had bags and bags of food left over. They had enough for the students that were there to take <laughs> take food home, and they even had enough spaghetti to, in, to serve the entire school <laughs> the next day at lunch. Okay, Linda, now uh, can we move on to the praying of encouragement? Ah, well, who doesn't need encouragement from time to time? And my friend Edna, uh, she is such a, a delight. And back uh, when she was a, a mother of a young bride, she was uh, Edna was a widow, and she had a very limited budget. And Edna was trying to, uh, you know, have a beautiful uh, wedding. Uh, showcase for her daughter, and so she decided that she would decorate the auditorium of the church with magnolia blossoms, and she did, and it looked beautiful. She got the ribbon they call tool, and she had tied them up all over the church and around, and it was just a very beautiful effect. And so Edna went home that night before the wedding feeling very, very good that everything was in place. But the next morning, when she had drove the 40-mile trip back to that little church, there had been a disaster during the night. Uh, there had been a lightning storm that had knocked out the church's air conditioning, and it was sweltering hot when she opened up that little door to that church. And it was so hot that when she walked in, all the beautiful magnolia blossoms had turned black. 
She was horrified. She didn't have time to go all the way back home to collect more magnolia blossoms, so she just began to pray, Lord, I need a miracle. Well, as she was standing in the church parking lot, she spied some magnolia trees not too far away. She jumped in her car. She she drove over to the house where she saw the beautiful magnolia blossoms on the trees. She rang the doorbell, and this watery-eyed old gentleman answered the door. And- My guest has been Linda Evans Shepherd, talking about her book called To Pray. Uh, we've got more after this on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. It's the new 94.9 FM at AM 950 WTLN in Orlando. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Hi, I'm Barbara Sandek, your host on Grace Notes, a 15-minute program that contains biblical teaching and a wide variety of music. Some of the subjects we address are why do we have trials and cultivating intimacy with God. You can listen right here on WTLN every Sunday at 2.45 p.m. Can't catch the whole broadcast? Visit our podcast on the web 24-7 on WTLN.com. So tune in. You won't want to miss it. You want to feel connected, at one with your world, informed, included, and inspired. So no matter where you are, we have an accident on the expressway. when important things happen, you see this man, contact authorities immediately. We're here at all hours, in the moment, on every device in your life. Your local radio and TV broadcasters. We investigate and inform. Our political investigation saved taxpayers. Give back to the community. Our radio station is now accepting donations to help rebuild this community. Even save lives. It's time to just hunker down. It's too late now to leave. America's number one source for news, weather, and information. On your radio, TV, computer, tablet, and smartphone. We are broadcasters. Always here for you, wherever here may be. Tell Washington local stations matter by texting radio to 52886. Furnished by NAB and the station, message and data rates may apply. Need new teeth? Call Implant Solutions today with a state-of-the-art on-site laboratory. You can have your new teeth today. Get 50% off dental implants and dentures when you call 407-280-7089 online at ImplantSolutionsToday.com. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Who's the turkey this Thanksgiving? Not you, because you sent free Thanksgiving e-cards from CrossCards.com. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Linda Evans Shepard was our guest uh, in that first half hour from her home near Boulder, Colorado, talking about her book called The Prey. We stay out west. We're in Seattle right now with Dr. Gregory Jantz, founder of the Center for Counseling and Health Resources. Uh, He and uh, our friend uh, Tim Clinton have written a book called Don't Call It Love, Breaking the Cycle of Relationship Dependency. Uh, Greg, thanks a million for joining me, and I hope things are good in your life. You know, it is always good to talk to you. And and yes, this is a really interesting uh, book entitled Don't Call It Love. I mean, what is that? Yeah, let's uh, let's plow in. You open the book with a introduction called "What is Relationship Dependency," 
Uh, so what's the answer to that question? Oh, relationship dependency. By the way, we're I'm all for great relationships. We all want to have them, intimate relationships and relationships that are healthy, whether it's in the workplace or at home or with a spouse. But something has happened for some folks where no matter what, I mean, you're in a relationship and it doesn't feel healthy. And uh, you're you're working hard to please the other person, Pat. You are overworking, and uh, your emotions are only good when you're trying to please this other person. And and it really is uh, what we call dependent uh, personality traits. And it ends up making for uh, two very miserable people, very anxious relationships. So, you know, there's a whole series of traits when we look at, well, what what is what are we talking about? What's a dependent personality? Um, because it will rob you from having the relationship you want. Well, let's get started. Uh, there are 11 interesting chapters to your book. Why the key to relationships is you. Uh, that's how you start. Yes, and you know, here's the key. Uh, some of us grew up, and, and there wasn't a healthy bonding or connection with um, our, our parents or our loved ones, our caregivers, and we've been always looking for that relationship, the relationship that's going to make us feel great, the relationship that's going to complete us. And uh, even we may fall into this in, in the workplace, in careers. We're looking for that, those right relationships, and I'll finally be okay. And so this is what we look at. What is the early history that has kind of taught us about a relationship? Some of us did not have good relationship role models. And maybe you grew up in a home, there might have been a lot of emotional abuse, screaming or yelling, or just some unmet emotional needs, and so you're still trying to meet those early emotional needs. And there, there's some, uh, we'll go through some of the keys to know if this is you, uh, and then some of the different traits here in just a minute. Yeah, let's uh, get to the next topic. Uh, how do you know you're dependent? Oh, perfect. Good question, Pat. Well, Here's, here's a few things just to do a little. This is a little checkup from the neck up and check and see if this fits. Um, if you have difficulty just making what I'll call everyday easy decisions without a lot of advice or a lot of reassurance, it's like, I can't, you know, I can't think about what to wear today. I can't make a decision or even what to make for a meal. Um, I need a lot of reassurance. Uh, or maybe I'm trying to dress uh, in a certain way that I, I think I think he'll like it if I wear this, and and your day is just so hard to make a basic decision. Uh, no people like that. It's hard making decisions. So, and uh, probably another trait is worthy to look at is if you have uh, difficulty just having a, a little disagreement or really truly sharing your opinion um, because you have so much fear. Uh, you know. So you're going to go along with everything, even though you don't really feel that way. And so to have any kind of disagreement or conflict, you can't do. What are the patterns of relationship dependency, Greg? Well, patterns are those things that we keep doing over and over. And a pattern of relationship dependency is I'm in this relationship. I get overly dependent. I'm anxious. I'm distressed. I can't be alone. Uh, I'm over-serving. And... So those patterns, we look at that, and maybe that relationship ends, and then you hit you hit a panic. You go, oh, my gosh, what's happening? And I have so much panic in my life uh, that I immediately move. To, I look for that next relationship, and I keep this cycle going um, because I keep looking for somebody that's going to fulfill everything and the person that's going to complete me. And you know what? That doesn't happen, uh, and that's not how healthy relationships work. My guest is Dr. Greg Jantz, he and Dr. Tim Clinton, 
uh, have written a book called Don't Call It Love, Breaking the Cycle of Relationship Dependency. Now, uh, Greg, we get to this topic. What are the fears of relationship dependency? Sure. Well, you talk about fears. There's the fear of, as I mentioned, of I can't say anything that might be disagreeing. There's the fear that um, I, I'm not really lovable. Um, there's something terribly wrong with me. I, I feel shameful. I'm, I'm not lovable. And um, I, I can't really trust another person. And we may feel like God doesn't love me. Other people can't love me. Um, so I, I'm feeling like there's something really wrong with me, and that creates a lot of fear in, in my life and fear in my relationship. A lot of people who are relationship-dependent, and you know, the, old, the old word we used to use was codependent, which is kind of a confusing word, Pat, because we don't really know what codependent means. It's kind of gotten confusing. It's one of those psychobabble words now. So I'm saying relationship-dependent, um, and it's a person who's depressed, they're anxious, and you, you want it so bad, but it's not happening. Greg, let's talk about this topic. How does emotional abuse contribute to relationship dependency? Oh, emotional abuse. There's a big topic. Yes. The very first, very first book I wrote in 1995 was Healing the Scars of Emotional Abuse, because people who are relationship dependent are those folks that have a, uh, there's a, there's a, something inside, again, that they feel not worthy or not enough, and emotional abuse, maybe I grew up in a home where there was screaming and yelling and name-calling, or comparison. You know, why can't you be more like your sister? You know, you never were, you never were good enough. Or there was um, passive-aggressive behavior, and you never really knew where you stood. Maybe there was a home where there's just a lot of fear and anxiousness, and uh, you learned how to be fearful. Uh, maybe there was emotional neglect. The person that says, you know what, I had all my basic needs met. I mean, we had food, we had shelter, and, and none of that was ever. We had everything we, we needed, but um, I never knew if I was loved. I was, I was never, so there might have been neglect. So these are forms of emotional abuse that really cause us then to probably enter into unhealthy relationships. Greg, I want you to talk about the next topic. How does spiritual abuse contribute to relationship dependency? Spiritual abuse um, comes in many different forms. Mm-hmm. Spiritual abuse comes comes in a form of uh, maybe uh, misusing Scripture, pounding on somebody with the Bible. Uh, really, ultimately, spiritual abuse is about power and control. I'm going to I'm going to spiritually abuse you or mis misuse you in order to get my way. And so, this again for a person who's a relationship dependent. They're going to like, um, well, if there's a God, God can't love me. I, um, so you're really being uh, really shamed and really being made to feel like, you know, you're, you're not lovable. God can't love you. Nobody can really love you. You're not lovable. That's spiritual abuse. Greg Jance is with us. He and Tim Clinton have written the book, Don't Call It Love. What is the role, Greg? of the brain in relationship dependency? Oh, hey, that's a good question. Yeah, let's talk about the brain. All right, what's wrong with my brain? Well, here's what we know. Uh, Brain science has has evolved such that we know that um, what happens emotionally does affect our brains and over time. And we know that a a relationship dependent, a person who's um, really, really out of order and anxious, it alters brain chemistry. We can create a physiological uh, 
depressed brain uh, chemically by ultimately our patterns of behaviors. And uh, there's chemicals in the brain, one called dopamine. We can alter these and create a really depressed brain. So we've got to look, and this is, you know, part of what we do here is it's the whole person. We've got to look at the whole person. Um, is my, even my brain chemistry uh, off uh, is, and causing part of the problems with depression? So brain science uh, is very fascinating and something we need to look at. What is the role of attachment styles uh, in relationship dependency, Greg? You know, attachment styles is really where my friend and colleague, uh, Dr. Tim Clinton, uh, has made a major contribution. Attachment is that early bonding. Uh, I'm growing up, and how do I attach? How do I attach to my mom, to my dad, or were they both there? Um, early attachment tells us a lot about how we're going to build future relationships. Uh, so an attachment is a healthy bond. It's an appropriate bond. It's a trustworthy bond. It creates two things. It creates safety, and it creates trust. And a lot of people never had that attachment um, uh, with an, uh, a safe, healthy adult, a parent or a loved one. And so they're going about life trying to attach. And this is what relationship depends. They're trying to attach. And they're attaching to, to people that are unhealthy and ultimately people who may abuse them or misuse them. Now, let's get to this topic. It's called How Spiritual Dependency Overcomes Relationship Dependency. Okay. That's an interesting question, spiritual dependency. And really what we're talking about here is a healthy dependency, developing that uh, spiritual side of you. We believe in the whole person, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Um, And so we need to look, okay, how do I bring a sense of purpose in my life? How do I bring a sense of well-being? And uh, so we talk about how to rebuild um, spiritual well-being, spiritual connection. Uh, What does it mean to have a relationship with, with God? And so we do a lot even in the area of gratitude. In fact, in the, in the back of this book is like a 12-week plan that talks about uh, how to do this, how to do little baby steps each day. And uh, we've got to come back to we have a purpose and there's a plan for our life, and that's what moves us into healthy, I'd say a realm of healthy spirituality. How do you start relationship recovery? That's a big one, Greg. Yeah. And that's relationship recovery. Well, first of all, I've got to examine my life. Do I have any addictions? Uh, addictions, uh, Internet addiction, sexual addiction, alcohol, you name it, an addiction in your life. If you have any kind of an addiction in your life, it's going to be, it's going to be like a magnet that pulls you in a different direction. And so I think about relationship dependency. I've got to look at all addiction in my life or potential for addiction. Prescription drug addiction would fit in there. Relationship addiction as well. So I'm going to examine relationships in terms of, am I addictive? And sometimes I need help to do this. Sometimes I need to sit down with a professional counselor and sort through some of this, what that really means. Uh, but that's the first area to always look at, at look at is relationship uh, in, in contrast to addictive behaviors in my life. Greg, I'm interested in the last chapter of your book called 12 Weeks to Wellness. How does that work? This is the baby step. So this can be really overwhelming because if you tell a person who's a relationship dependent, okay, you got to change your relationship, it's going to be yikes. It's going to be panic and fear. So what we need to do is have a plan for it. Here's how I get healthy. I've got to do it slow. 
I've got to do it with, with steps, and I need accountability. So um, we put together a 12-week plan. Sometimes you can work with this with a counselor or uh, somebody that can walk alongside you. But we're going to look at um, how do I rebuild my sense of self, my relationship, and really begin to have healthy relationships. So uh, we break it down into small action steps, and we just want you to work on a little bit of this each day. Give yourself 12 weeks. Give yourself three months. You can do it. Craig Jantz is with us. He and uh, Tim Clinton uh, have uh, put this book together, Don't Call It Love. Uh, How do you work with Tim? How does it work? How do you write a book together? (laughs) How do you work with Tim? I've worked with Tim for many years uh, through the American Association of Christian Counselors, and we've done a lot together in speaking and so forth. And this was a topic that kept coming up. And uh, he said, he said, Greg, we need to do a book on this. And I said, okay, you're right. And so this book was birthed out of actually some speaking engagements we did and some of the trends we were seeing with people um, because we all want to have healthy relationships. And so many people say, I don't have. So how do you work with Tim? You work with Tim. Uh, I took his areas of expertise, and he really sewed into this. And uh, so we formed a, a partnership took us about a year to figure this out together, though. <laughs> Greg Jantz is our guest. We've got another segment with Greg. Uh, just a reminder, uh, you're listening to the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. Uh, this is the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. We do this show every weekend, and we're always tickled to death when you join us. Uh, more with Greg Jantz from uh, his home and his counseling center in Seattle. Uh, we'll be right back. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. This is Dennis McKenzie for Families by Design. Strong families are designed by God. Do you want your family designed by God? For inspirational principles for today's families, listen to Families by Design with your host, Dr. Daniel Forbes and attorney Delton Chen. Families by Design airs every Sunday at 9 p.m. That's Families by Design on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Hi, this is Dr. Ahmad from the Salt Room Wellness Center at Millennium, inviting you to my brand new program, Healthy Positive Living, now Saturday afternoon at 4. Every week we discuss an important topic that will pertain to your health concerns from an integrative point of view. And this isn't another stale health show. It's informative, exciting, and we'll have some fun along the way. We'll see you here for your healthy, positive living. Now it is brand new time, Saturday morning at 8 on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Do you have enough drinking water at home or work? throws at you. This is Florida, and you can never have enough good, wholesome drinking water on hand for meetings, family gatherings, even Mother Nature's wrath. Be prepared with Carolina Highland Mountain Spring Water, delivered directly to your home or business. Call now for their Be Prepared delivery special. Individual bottles, dispensers, and coolers. No contracts, no fees. Call 407-851-7144 online at carolinabottledwater.com. Hey, I'm Chris Brown, host of Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey Solutions. As a husband and father, I know the stress of managing family finances. And as a pastor, I've seen how handling money poorly can tear apart lives. Well, imagine what life would be like if there were no car payments, student loans, or money fights. What if your finances could be worry-free? 
God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. Chris Brown's True Stewardship. Right after New Life Live, weekdays at 2. On your intersection of faith and reason, the new 950 WTLN. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Dr. Gregory Jantz is with us from Seattle. He and Tim Clinton have written the book. It's called Don't Call It Love. Greg, why do you think it's important to look at all of our relationships when deciding if we might be a person who is dependent? Because we can look at ourselves and go, do I really have healthy and rewarding uh, relationships, um, or do I feel alone, or do I feel like I'm constantly, constantly seeking approval? And if that's me, then I need to look at my relationship. For some, there's the fear that I really can't ever have, you know, a good relationship, so this is what I deserve, and so I just stay in this emotionally abusive relationship, or I stay in this dependent relationship. So I want to speak a word of hope. I want to say, you know, um, will you regret, you know, a year from now, if you're in the same place, same relationship, where that's going to take you? Are you going to be happier and healthier? And, you know, the answer is probably no. I'm going to probably be worse and more depressed. So let's take action today. You can do this. Um, we can reshape uh, our relationship and even bring new and healthier people into our lives. Why is how we talk to ourselves so important? <laughs> I appreciate that question. If I just say, well, this is what I deserve. I deserve this. Um, this must be uh, what God believes I deserve. Uh, and we have this. Uh, self-debasing debasing, uh, talk in our brain about ourselves, and we're putting ourselves down constantly. And we really begin to believe a lie. Um, all that self-talk, you really do begin to believe uh, a lie about yourself, and you're going to settle for much less, and you're going to probably settle for misery. Now, Greg, let's talk about another important area, and that is can a dependent person have a relationship with a healthy person. Can that work? Can that ever work? Can a dependent person have? Not really uh, very long. If I'm a dependent person and I'm over-pleasing, over-serving, and I am uh, hyper-vigilant to everything, uh, the the healthy person after a while is going to go, you know, whoa, because it doesn't feel good. Mm. And uh, they're going to probably begin to pull away. And that's the point of panic for that dependent person. Ah, I'm losing this relationship, um, and their behaviors escalate. I keep trying to do more and more to save this relationship. So uh, a truly healthy person will not remain in a relationship with a dependent personality. What are some of the personality types that dependent people are vulnerable to? Um, What have you seen over the years, Greg? Oh, sure. So if I have a dependent personality, I could fall into a person that uh, maybe they're an addict and I enable them. Maybe they're an alcoholic and uh, they mistreat me, but I keep, you know, I buy the alcohol for them. I keep (laughs) enabling or over-serving. That's one example. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another example could be I allow myself to be emotionally abused and there's power and there's control. But I'm, I'm pulled. Here's the thing. I'm unhealthy and I'm dependent. I'm, I'm actually kind of pulled towards these unhealthy people. Um, and maybe I even take on a mission and go, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love them and change them. And, well, that doesn't happen. 
Talk about this whole issue in the area of marriage. Sure. In the area of marriage, I can really, so it could be a real power control, not a trusting relationship. There won't be what I call true intimacy. There's not intimacy that uh, is such that we will be uh, feeling close and, and there's not that trust. Uh, there's always superstition. There's always, um, does she like me? Does he like me? Can I please him? So there's a lot of uncertainty in the relationship, in, in the marriage relationship. I could be misused sexually uh, as well. Uh, so there's not a sense of true intimacy. Talk about this whole area of uh, dependency with children. Are there any insights you can give us there? Yeah, we may be a parent who absolutely loves our kid, but we're really afraid for them to learn anything. And, you know, you hear the term helicopter parents, and and we're uh, so overseeing everything that our kids, we're trying to protect them from anything, from harm, or but we, we protect them from learning what they need to learn in order to problem solve, have healthy lives, because we're preventing what I'll call natural consequences. And natural consequences, if I do this behavior, there's a consequence. So the dependent personality parent tries to interfere so there's not the consequences, so we overprotect. Tell me, Greg, where the Lord fits in all this. Yes. This is, this is our hope. Uh, when you say, how does the Lord fit into this? This is our absolute hope. This is where we've got to allow ourselves and learn what it means to allow God to love us. And by allowing God to love us, we're going to get a new sense of, of purpose and our life redeemed. And I don't mean that to sound, uh, it sounds easy, it can be challenging, um, because you can feel so unlovable. So one of the steps of healing, and sometimes we need somebody to help us, because, you know, prayer is important too, um, but is really seeing ourselves as God sees us and knowing that we're lovable and that there really truly is a greater purpose for our lives. God's plan for us is not to live in a dependent, unhealthy, abusive relationship. What's next for you guys? Where do your book ideas come from? <laughs> our book ideas usually come from our, uh, of course, I'm the founder of the Center, A Place of Hope, uh, near the Seattle area. This is our actually our 31st year. Sounds funny to say that, but um, our, our real um, uh, ideas come from what we see people struggling with in life. And um, we're doing a lot of work right now in technology and technology addiction and uh, managing technology and mental health. Uh, and uh, so we're, we really are seeing that there is going to be uh, a need to treat the uh, technology addiction. We're seeing that now. So what's the deal with that? Is that, is that, all, is that damaging? What, what, what does it do to people? Well, you know, if you live, if you were uh, born in the '90s, you're a you're a part of the I generation, and uh, most of us are digital immigrants. This is all new to us. But there is um, for our kids growing up these days, Pat. They have two adolescents to get through: the normal adolescence, the real life adolescence. But our kids have digital lives. They have lives online, how they present themselves online, which can be really different than how they are in reality. So they're creating a digital footprint of their development. Uh, online, so they're they're growing up online or digitally. Sounds funny to say, but uh, there's a whole digital life as well as a real life, uh, and we're looking at even how we can create an addicted brain by overuse of, of 
overstimulation of that brain through unhealthy gaming, through too much time spent online. Uh, we already know. Now, we work with clients who come in from all over the country uh, to work with us for depression because of some of the unique things we do. We see about half of our clients who, uh, when they are dealing with technology and they no longer have their screen or their device, they'll actually go through physical withdrawal. And by that, they'll have sweaty palms, heart rate goes up, they'll feel anxious. They're having withdrawal symptoms from technology. Mm. Weird. There's a whole other topic. <laughs> you know, and, and it's not, it, it'll continue that way, right? You don't see any breakage there. That'll probably keep going. It, it's going to continue for sure. Uh, Greg Chance is our guest. Final question, Greg. What's the best part about living in the Seattle area? I love the Seattle area. I moved here uh, the day that the volcano Mount St. Helens blew in 1980. Mm. <laughs> I was coming to college to Seattle, and I, I've, I've only stayed here. And I can look out over my, oh, I'm standing up. I'm looking out over the uh, beautiful mountain range and the waterfront. And we're in a delightful little community that people love. Um, yeah, it rains occasionally here. <laughs> <laughs> like every day at some point. But... <laughs> oh, come on. Nevertheless, great, great to talk to you. Congrats on your book. Uh, the, my guest has been Dr. Gregory Jantz, and he, along with Tim Clinton, uh, have written the book, Don't Call It Love, Breaking the Cycle of Relationship Dependency. Uh, Greg, keep writing, keep teaching us. and uh, Oh, you got it. It's teamwork for the kingdom. Good. Always look forward to visiting with you. Thank you. Good to be with you. Uh, we've got a wrap-up right after this, folks. Just a reminder, uh, this is the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. It's the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we're always glad when you join us. Uh, stay tuned for the wrap-up right after these messages. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. The turkey comes and the turkey goes. It all happens pretty quickly. What remains is one important person and their appreciation for the simple fact you sent a Thanksgiving e-card from CrossCards.com. It's free for you, it's easy, and it leaves the recipient thankful. Express the spirit of thanks in a way that really matters to someone who really matters to you. Free Thanksgiving e-cards from CrossCards.com. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Folks, thanks a million for joining us here for the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. We are always very pleased when you plug in with us. Uh, Linda Evans-Shepard was our guest in the first half hour, talking about her book, Called to Pray. And then Dr. Gregory Jantz joined us uh, from Seattle. Don't call it love. Uh, I invite you to visit my website. It's patwilliams.com, the Twitter page, uh, Orlando Magic Pat. And uh, please check out my latest book. It's called Extreme Winning. Uh, the 12 Qualities of the Extreme Winners in Life. I think you'll enjoy it. It's in bookstores now, either in the self-help section or the sports section. And Amazon.com is always a wonderful way to order books and check them out and see what's going on in the literary world. We'll be back next weekend for more. 
on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. It's the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN in Orlando. Have a great week ahead. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Pat Williams Power Hour. Join us again next week at this same time on the intersection of faith and reason. The new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.